0: Go with me tonight to Psalm 103. Psalm 103, and we want to uh, look at the believer's benefit package. And um, hallelujah. There is much that the Lord wants us to see here. And um, in Psalm 103, And we'll begin in verse 2. The psalmist says, David says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Forget not all his benefits. Now, notice and focus on all his benefits. All his benefits. And then he outlines them Who forgiveth, number one, all your iniquities. Number two, who healeth all your diseases. Number three, who redeems your life from destruction. Number four, he crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Number five, he satisfies your mouth with good things. And number six, your youth is renewed as the eagle. So, this verse outlines these verses outline the believer's benefit package. And so, the benefits are again forgiveness of all of our iniquities, healing of all of our diseases, redemption of our lives from destruction, loving kindness crowning or surrounding us, our mouths satisfied with good things, and our youth renewed as the eagles. Amen. And he says, forget not all his benefits. All right, don't forget all of his benefits. Now, the very first one, he says, he forgives all of our iniquities, all of our iniquities. Now, forgive, of course, sometimes when we think forgiveness, you know, when we say to someone, I forgive you. Well, what that means very often is I let you off the hook, right? It's, it's, it's like when, when people think of showing someone mercy. Well, I showed them mercy like I let them off the hook. Well, mercy is the love of God in action, all right? It's not letting someone off the hook. It's showing the love of God. So when he says he forgives all of our iniquities, that word forgive, it means to forgive or to pardon or to spare that person. All right? To forgive them, to pardon, or to spare. And obviously, from, from the definition of the word, we understand that love is at the core of that. All right? So he said he forgives, he pardons, or he spares all of our iniquity. Now, here's the thing, because iniquity means uh, a perversity, depravity, But there's a part of it that means consequence of or punishment for iniquity. So, in other words, we've been so forgiven that even though it was our iniquity, we did not and do not have to pay the price for it or suffer the punishment for it. That's how forgiven we are. We are so forgiven that not only was the iniquity wiped away, it was so forgiven that there was no punishment or consequence for it. And he forgives all of our iniquity that way. So that forgiveness is something that's always available. Always available. The Young's literal translation uh, translates it correctly because it, it brings it into this idea that this constantly updates itself. The, the Young's literal says, who is forgiving all these iniquities? All of them. Notice, when is he doing that? Right now. Right now. That's current, presently happening. Because the benefit package is active. It's not something he did. It's something he's doing. Everything that God can do is something God is. And everything that God is, He currently is acting in that role. If God can forgive, He is forgiving. If God can heal, He is healing. Amen. If God can change things, He is changing things. Glory be to God. Look at at 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1 constantly updates itself. He is forgiving all of your iniquities. This is part of the benefit package. 1 John chapter 1 verse 7. It says, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. The Weiss Bible says, But if within the sphere of the light we're habitually ordering our behavior, as He Himself is in the light, things in common and thus fellowship we, the believer and God, are having with one another. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, keeps continually cleansing us From every sin. Hallelujah. So our part is to walk with the light that we have, Mm -hmm. to walk in the light that we possess and order our behavior according to the word. And what happens then is in that way we have unbroken fellowship with the Father. When I walk in the light as He is in the light, I walk with the knowledge of the word that I have then I have unbroken fellowship with the Father. And what happens? I receive a constant cleansing from all sin. It's part of my benefit package. Amen. You can emphasize the sin instead of the benefit. And if you emphasize the sin instead of the benefit, you'll never see people walking in victory over it. Amen. Do you see that? This is important because you focus on the benefit. What benefit was rendered to me when I was born again? I had all my iniquity forgiven. Amen. I, was, I, was, I was not just let off the hook. I was so forgiven that there was nothing there to even hint that I did it. So there was no chance of being punished for it because when God wiped it away, He wiped it away. It's as if it never existed. See, when people think of their sins being forgiven, they think that God just pardoned them and, you know, that God really remembers it, but because he loves you, he doesn't hold you accountable for it. That's absolutely and unequivocally wrong according to Scripture. The Bible says that, yes, God forgave you, he pardoned you for what you did, but then he so cleansed you and so made you a new creature that it was just as if you'd never sinned. That's the benefit. That's the benefit. Glory. Hallelujah. Is when I got born again, and, and, and when I got born again, I was just as free from sin as Adam was on the day God created him. Amen. And then John says, if I walk in the light, right? If I walk in the light, I order my behavior as he that's in the light. I have things in common and fellowship with God. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, keeps continually cleansing me from all sin. That's not just something that he does without my knowledge or without my understanding. But he says, if you're walking in the light, watch the light? The light is the word of God. As I walk in the light of the word of God, those things keep coming up to me. Things I need to change keeps coming up to me. And what happens? The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses me from it. Oh, glory. Look at at verse 9. If we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, that's the scripture that we quote, but why is that there? Why is that in the Bible? It's in the Bible because it's part of our benefit package. Amen. The Weast Bible says if we continue to confess our sins, faithful is he and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from every unrighteousness. When? Presently, right now. Right now. Amen. So you're even cleansed. You were, you were not only cleansed from sin, you were cleansed from unrighteousness. A lack of standing with God. A lack of right standing. And when you were born again, one of the benefits is that you were brought into right standing with God. You were brought into right relationship with God. Because before you were born again, you had a relationship with God, but it wasn't the right relationship. But when you got born again, you were brought into back into right relationship. I don't know how you're not shouting about that. Amen. I was brought back into right relationship with God. I was made righteous in His sight. Made right with Him. Part of my benefit. Part of my package. Amen. How can you say you're righteous? Because it's right here in my benefit package. When I started working for the kingdom, I got a benefit package. That included righteousness. It included being totally forgiven and pardoned from sin. And and, and and the person I am today is not the person I was before I got saved. See, that's part of my benefit package is that I'm made a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. And when you call sinner, I don't answer. When you say sinner, I don't look because that's not who I am. My benefit package says I'm forgiven. Yes. Glory. And how, how often does he do that? All the time. All the time. When the believer misses the mark and repents, their benefit package kicks in. Oh, glory. And, and what happens? They're forgiven and cleansed from all unrighteousness. Amen. Amen. See, there's arguments that go on in the church and, and people don't like to touch it and people don't like to touch it because they don't have good doctrine. They don't know their doctrine. And, and people will say, well, pastor, are you once saved, always saved? Yes, please. Yes, yes, a thousand times yes. How can you not be saved once you got saved? Wow. Hallelujah. Or you can send away your day of grace. Show me that in the Bible. Open your Pentecostal Bible and show me that. You can't see it. Amen. I can't send away my salvation. I can walk away from my salvation. I can give it up. I can renounce it. I can act like it didn't matter, but I can't send it away. Do you hear what I'm saying? And and this is where people miss it. And that's why people labor under condemnation. And that's why people... you're, You're in right standing with God. When you miss the mark, what happens is your fellowship. Remember 1 John 1, 7? It says we have fellowship. The believer in God have fellowship. When you miss the mark, your fellowship with God is hindered. But it's not hindered from God to you. It's hindered from you to God. You will always back off of God when you miss the mark. God will never back off of you. He's he's already forgiven you all that he's ever going to forgive you. you got to get that. The price is paid. He doesn't have to do anything to forgive you. You have to receive the forgiveness. Nobody in this world has to get God to forgive them. All they have to do is believe in Jesus and the forgiveness is automatically there. Glory to God. Well, I'm trying to get God to save my family. He's already saved them you got to believe God and you got to operate the word and declare that the mind blinding of the enemy is shattered in their life so they can see they're already forgiven. Glory. God does not forgive somebody case by case. The Bible said he forgave the whole world. You know what it says? It it says that Jesus was the propitiation not only for our sins, but for the whole world. So if there's about 7.3 billion people on the earth. So if there were 7.3 billion people that weren't saved and they all came to Jesus at the same time, it would, t- it would take no more of God's power to forgive 7.3 billion people than it took to forgive you because it's already a finished work. If something's finished, it's finished. There's nothing else to do. It just has to be received. Just has to be received. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm praying God'll save my child and God will forgive him. God's already forgiven him. God's already, God's already paid the price. Jesus is not, Jesus is not suffering anymore. He's at the right hand of the Father, interceding. He's at the right hand of the Father until his enemies be made his footstool. The work is done, the work is finished. Glory. Glory. Amen. So when you got saved, you got saved. Amen. Amen. You got saved to the bone. You understand what I mean? You, you got born again. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And nobody can take your salvation from you. Amen. Nobody can rob you of your salvation. Amen. Hey, I don't care what mistake you make. You can't lose your salvation. Amen. You can walk away from it. You can renounce it. You can, you can go back on the things of God. And, 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 and you'll, you'll, amen, and you can miss heaven because you renounce your salvation. But no devil in hell can take your salvation. No sin can take your salvation. If you will just in a simple faith and a simple heart faith ask God to forgive you when you miss it, it's just as if you never sinned. Amen. Amen. Well, I, 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 I just need to feel like I'm forgiven. Listen, when you, you have benefits at your job, insurance benefits. What would your employer think if you were always telling them, "I just need to feel like I have benefits." Well, how do you, what would you have me to do? How can you feel like you have insurance? Forgiveness is not a feeling. It's a fact. I am forgiven. I am forgiven. Am I helping you? How, how many sins has Jesus forgiven? Now now bear with me here. How, 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 what, how many of your sins were taken care of? Uh, here you go. Past, present, future. All. People say, you, you, you mean it doesn't matter if I sin? That's not what I said. Were your past sins forgiven? Yes. We have no problem with that, do we? 100% were they forgiven? Yes. Your present sins? Yes. Will he forgive them? Yes. Future sins? Yes. Are they forgiven? Yes. They are. What do you have to do? To receive the forgiveness. Yes. Well, why, why is that so important? It's part of your benefit package. He said, don't forget all his benefits. What drives people away from God? Oh, I missed the mark. I miss the mark. I just can't live right. Why, why, why did they say that? Because they think that they they think that there's something God has to do to forgive them when they're already forgiven. Right. Amen. 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 No, notice what he says in 1 John 1 9. He said, he is faithful and just. To forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Is that right? He's faithful. Faithful to what? His benefit package. See, he cannot say something in Psalm 103 and do something different in 2023. It's important. I say it's important. Well, Pastor, this is just what I believe. I know that's your problem. Because you're constantly going by what you believe and what you feel. And it's really not what you believe, it's what you feel. You know what you believe, you don't necessarily feel. How many believe you're saved? Did you feel saved this morning? You don't know. How does being saved feel? How, how do you know you're saved? Because you know your benefit package. It's important. It's important. Amen. If people understood that, you wouldn't have churches that, and pastors that get up and preach to their churches about how, much, how big of sinners they are. How We're all sinners. Every one of us are sinners. I sinned today. I didn't sin today. I don't plan to sin tomorrow. I don't plan to sin next week. Amen. Amen. Well, what if you do, Pastor? Well, I'm not above it. He said right here, if you say you have no sin, you're a liar. Everybody in here can sin, but you can choose not to. Amen. Amen. And you will get to the point where your sin is more of an accident and a mistake than it was an intentional thing. That's what Paul wrote in Galatians. He said, brethren, if, if, if one of your brothers be overtaken in a fault, in other words, the fault overtook him. He got up that morning and was living right and doing right. He didn't set out to sin, but the fault overtook him. And notice what he said. He said, you restore him in a bond of love and unity. Why should we restore him? Because God's already forgiven him. Amen. Don't hold anything against anybody that God has forgiven. You don't have the right. You don't have the right. Amen. 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 Do you understand that? I've ministered for years in the prison system. And I've had people come up to me. and And they would talk to me about different things that people have done. And listen, there's some atrocious things that people do. There's some atrocities out there. It shocks me sometimes how how evil people can be to people. Well, what do you do? If somebody's repented and been forgiven. Amen. Yeah, but you know what they did? Well, I know what they did, but that's not who they are. Amen. Now, there might be things that they have to do, things that they have to... to put around them because of the, the laws, but here's the thing. You can't hold anybody's sin against them because wow. they've been forgiven. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Amen. It's important because when we listen, the, the, the Bible says this, remember what it says? It says, if you don't forgive your brother from the heart, your heavenly father won't forgive you. Now, that's also in the Bible. So what does that mean? The only way I do not get the benefits of the benefit package is if I don't do my part. If I don't do my part, I don't get the benefit. Amen. Well, that's good. I could stay right there for a little while. But verse verse 3 of Psalm 103 says, Who healeth all... Of your diseases. Now this is important because notice He heals all your diseases, and again, that's constantly updating itself. Who is healing? Young's Literal says, "Who is healing?" Right now, see that's a good place for you to say, "The Lord, right now, is healing healing all my disease." Amen. Amen. Right now, why? He is my healer. Not was, is. is. Right now. You know, that's why if you have sickness in your body, it is your job. You have to make it your job to get it out of your body. Amen. You got to make it your job. If, if you're dealing with something in your body, hear me well tonight when I say this. You don't have time to be watching the news. You don't have time to be sitting around vegging out on TV. You don't have time to be listening to nonsense. You got something you got to get out of your body. You make it your job to get healed because that's part of my benefit package. Amen. Hallelujah. I've I've watched people before. They, They would need healing in their body, and you'd go visit them, and they're watching a game show or watching TV laying there with fighting a life-or-death battle, and they're they're watching TV, hanging out. Where's the Bible? Don't know where the Bible's at. But I'd sure like God to heal me. Right now, He's healing your body. Part of your benefit package. Is that right? Amen. Amen. Glory. Glory. Now, there's a reason... That he's right now healing all of our diseases. Look at Exodus 15. I've been teaching healing school for 25 years. And uh, I'm constantly going back to this assurance. The reason is that God has set himself eternally in the position... Of our healer. He set himself eternally in a position as our healer. Amen. Now, to receive the benefit from this, I have to reach out and take it. All right? Exodus 15 and verse 26. He said, If you will hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight and give ear to his commandments and keep all of his statutes, I will put none of these diseases on you which I brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that heals you. Now, this is important because this was written in the causative sense. All right? It should have been written in the permissive sense. It couldn't be in the causative sense because of the healing ministry of Jesus and because of what the rest of the, of the Bible says. But notice what he says. I want you to see something. So he says, none of the diseases that I've allowed on the Egyptians will come upon you. Now watch, here's this phrase, for I'm the Lord that heals you. See, we quote it very often, because I'm the Lord that healeth thee. That's not how it's quoted. I won't allow the diseases that came on them to come on you because I'm the Lord that heals you. Amen. I'm the Lord that heals you. What, what's the word Lord? Jehovah, Yehovah. amen. The eternally self-existent one. God eternally exists in the position of our healer eternally he will never change that's why it's in our benefit package amen I am blank check what does I am mean what do you need him to be I am that I am your healer I am your provider I am your righteousness I am your banner I am your strength I am the God that sees and will deliver amen all of the seven compound names of God are not just something God can do. They are something that God is. All of them. He said, I, I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord. Not only the Lord that heals. I'm the Lord that heals you. I'm your healer. I'm your physician. I'm your surgeon. That's what it means. God is my personal physician. God is my personal doctor. Amen. Amen. Amen amen that's my benefit package when they start talking about sickness you need to say out of your mouth I don't mind telling you I'll never have it and I'll tell you why in just a moment because he said he'd take sickness and disease from my midst is that right blank check I am now, yeah, Lord, I'll say that. See, there's some people even sitting in here. You, you, you just think, you know, well, there's, there's just certain things. You know what I mean? It's, it's not that big of a deal. Okay. It is that big of a deal. If you won't stand against allergies, you probably won't stand against the flu. And if you won't stand against the flu, what are you going to do if cancer comes knocking? You understand? You understand? How bad do you hate sickness? Jesus hated sickness. He despised sickness. Why do we hate sickness? Because it destroys lives. It limits what people can do. There are people that are dead today, years before their time, because sickness robbed them of their life. Amen. And we as believers have a benefit package. That says he will heal all of our diseases because of who he is. Amen. Amen. You got to rise up against sickness. You got to run it out of your family. You got to run it out of your life. I'm not having that in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Amen. Say it out loud. I'm running it out of my life. Glory the Fenton translation says, I am your ever-living restorer. Part of my benefit package. Amen. Amen. Yeah, but you know, I, I got sick, and this was hurting my body. I know, isn't it good that you got an ever-living restorer? Isn't that good? I say, isn't that good? I had a dear friend of mine, and, and he's went on to be with the Lord now. And and uh, if I said his name, you'd know him, but he he was a very good friend of mine, and uh Uh, uh, he had lived a very hard life before he got born again, and he'd really hurt his body and destroyed his body. And and he was believing God, and he was a faith man, but he couldn't get past this one thing. Every time these things would flare up, he would talk about how he had really used his body wrong. And that's what came into his mind. God was his ever-living restorer and would have restored his body. Well, you know, pastor, once you get to my age, you better quit that. You better quit that. You know, we see things right here in our church on Sunday morning. We see here's Steve Pitnick with knees, with bone on bone, having to go and get cortisol cortisol shots in his knees on a regular basis. He's standing in the back of the church. The healing anointing shows up. He said, I felt like rubber bands popping in my knees. And remember, he ran around the church and jumped up here and jumped off the platform and went back to the doctor two days later and put his knee up there so they could give him the shot. And the nurse came in and said, wait a minute, wait a minute, i got to show you something. And took him, took him in showed him the x-ray. She said, you see all that white in your knees? He said, yes. She said, that's cartilage that's regrown, and we don't know how. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Did God restore that? Yeah cartilage cannot grow back but it did because it's in my benefit package don't let anybody tell you your heart's too far gone your lungs are too far gone your body's too far gone God is my ever living restorer glory to God hallelujah my ever living restorer tell me my eyes are too far gone Amen. Chris saying things like my back shot, my knees are shot, my legs are gone, I just don't have, I just can't. God is your ever living restorer. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah glory you're not you're not going to the grave old and decrepit you're not going in the rapture old and decrepit you're, you might be old but you're going to have the full mobility of all of your limbs you're, the Bible says that in your old age you'll still be fat and flourishing and you'll still be bringing forth children in your old age because God is your ever living restorer glory to God Hallelujah. Yes, yes. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Ha, ha, ha. The Hake translation says, I am the Lord your healer or your physician. Mm-hmm. I am he that's able to heal and help you in body and soul and keep and preserve you from all hurt, all misery, present and to come. Woo, Glory. Shall I read that again? I'm the Lord your healer or physician, i.e., I am he that's able to heal in that good and help you in body and soul, but not only that, and to keep and preserve you from all hurt, misery, present, and to come. So he'll not only heal you, he'll keep you from it. Glory to God. That's why you're not expecting the flu. That's why you're not expecting to be sick. Because not only can he heal me, he can keep me from it. I'm not expecting heart problems. I'm not expecting issues. Why? Because he healed me and he'll keep me from it. There's not going to be any return of the cancer. Because he healed me and he's going to keep me from it. Glory. How do I know it's in my benefit package? It's in my benefit package. You'd be surprised at believers that don't know their benefit package. They have no idea. There are people that you know and I know, they go buy a new car, and they don't know half the things that car will do. Because they never read the owner's manual. Amen. I don't know about you, but you know, if I'm going to spend the money you got to spend on a phone nowadays, I want to know everything that flipping thing will do. What will this do? Amen. Amen. And because they'll brag. Oh, you're holding in your hand more technology than sent the first lunar module to the moon. And why are you just making calls with it? <laughs> Texting some. I, I was in AT&T the other day. Pastor Michelle upgraded my phone. God bless her. And, uh, you know, it used to be, now I'm not just talking about different in phones, but, you know, Samsung is the first phone that came out with Swipe. Y'all know Swipe? Anybody know Swipe? You know, you swipe instead of... You can swipe. A little easier. And, you know, uh, uh, Apple caught up with that some number of years ago. And I was in there talking. And and, uh, the guy said, well, you know, the problem with a big phone like this is that, you know, most men can't text one-handed. I said, you can if you use Swipe. And he's like, come on, man. You are at and You got the tag on. You're supposed to know. Right? Come on, man. You're a believer. You're in the kingdom. You're supposed to know what's in your benefit package. Glory to God. Glory to God. See, sickness is not in my benefit package. He's my ever living restorer. My physician, and my physician makes house calls. So he heals, he restores, and he preserves. He heals, he restores, and he preserves. Notice here in Exodus 23, there's a lot here about this. Shoo! Hallelujah! Thank you. Ha ha ha! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Verse twenty-five: And you shall serve the Lord your God, mm-hmm. and He will bless your bread and your water, and I'll take sickness away from the midst of you, and there will nothing cast their young or be barren in your land, and the number of your days I will fulfill. The number of your days. I will fulfill. The Knox translation says, I'll keep sickness far away from your company. Amen. Now tell me there's things you got to have. Where is childhood diseases at in that? He said, I'll keep sickness away from your company. Yeah, but you know, Pastor, my child got sick. That doesn't change this. Right. This is what you declare. Listen, you got to operate faith in everything that you're doing. Your faith is in your benefit package. Amen. Amen. If your child's sick, you lay hands on them and you say, Now, Father, you said you would keep sickness from our company. Yes. Now out you go. Yes. Amen. 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 Are you following me? The LTN Old Testament says, I'll banish sickness from among you. I'll banish it. Say it out loud. Sickness has been banished in my life. Woo, glory. Glory. Amen. People say, Pastor, when did you learn all these things? I learned all these things a number of years ago when the devil attacked my body and tried to make me sick. I was going through a life or death struggle. The doctor looked at me and said, there's nothing we can do to help you. Amen. And I knew the word of God. I I knew that Jesus would heal me. I knew that Jesus was my healer. Amen. Amen. There was a spiritual side to that. But I had to get a hold of this. He said he would banish sickness from me and I would lay in the presence of the Lord and just listen over and over again to Jesus is my healer. I see me as healed. The anointing is working in me right now. Amen. And I made the decision when I, when I came through that, I'm never going to let that happen to me again. That isn't happening no more. It isn't happening no more. He said it would be banished. Is that right? Say it one more time. Sickness, Sickness. is banished in my life. The NJB translation says, and I'll keep you free of sickness. I'll keep you free. So I'll heal you and keep you free. See, he forgave you of your sin, and the Bible says he keeps you free from sin. He healed your body, and he's going to keep you healed. Rory? So what do you expect? What kind of report do you expect tomorrow when you go to the doctor? Good report, healed report. Why? He's keeping it from me keeping it from me, part of my benefit package. Oh, glory. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 7. Now, you meditate on these verses. Go back and look at them and read them and declare them. That, that's a game changer. Amen? Because what a lot of people do is get sick and wait for God to heal them. Get sick and wait for God to heal them. Now, I'm not saying that's you. I'm, I'm just informing you. Right? It's not you. That's somebody down the road. But I'm informing you that that's how some people are. Not you. You stay well. Hallelujah. See, we need to go back to some things that somehow, somehow we've lost our grasp on. Amen. I used to hear Word of Faith people, somebody would say, well, it's flu season. Somebody inevitably would say, I'm not participating. I'm not participating. Amen. They'd talk about childhood diseases and they'd say, well, my children aren't going to have it. Amen. 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 You got to say it. If you believe in your benefit package, you got to say it. You got to say it. Every time somebody, you you know, and and there are are still people that they'll they'll call and they'll say, well, you know, the doctor said I had COVID, so I can't even now. But I I don't care. I made a determination. When I hear that, when somebody tells me that, I won't say to their face. I don't want them to feel bad. But the minute I'm done talking to them, I say, I don't mind telling you I'll never have it. I'll never have it. It's been banished from me. I've never had it, and I'm not going to start having it now. I've never had cancer and I'm not going to start having it now. I've never had heart trouble and I'm not going to start having it now. It's been banished from my life. It's been banished from your life. Your heart beats with the rhythm of life. Your, your, your lungs expand and contract perfectly. Cancer cells are violation of your right as a covenant person of God. And I declare over you that your body will reject cancer. Your body will reject sickness. It has been banished from your life. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. 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 Hallelujah. Hmm. Glory. Amen. Deuteronomy 7, verse 12. It shall come to pass if you hearken to these judgments and keep and do them, that the Lord your God will keep the covenant, unto you the covenant and the mercy that he swore unto your fathers, and he'll love you and bless you and multiply you. And he'll bless the fruit of your land, your corn, your wine, uh, your oil, the increase of your kind, and the flocks of your sheep in the land that he swear to you. Verse 15, and the Lord will take away from you all sickness and will allow none of the evil diseases of Egypt that you know on you, but he'll lay them on all that hate you. Boy, Wow. Amen. The BLE translation says, Jehovah will keep every disease away from you. Woo! It's my benefit package. Amen. Well, you know, this is going around. That's all right. The Lord's keeping it from me. (laughs) Amen. The God's Word translation says, "Here, listen to this, the Lord will keep you from having any kind of illness. Is there any illness that would not be covered by any kind? Then settle it. That runs in my family. Not anymore. He'll keep me from it. Amen. All the men in our family. Not anymore. Not anymore. Amen. Listen, you have people today that are having surgeries With no tumors in their body, but they're having surgery to have parts of their body removed because it runs in their family. That's sad. That they're altering their lives because of what might happen. When the Bible says, he will... Keep you from having any kind of illness. Part of my benefit package. Amen. Our benefit package promises that God is our healer eternally. Then it promises that he'll keep us healed. That constantly updates itself. There will never be a time that he will not be our healer. There'll never be a time that he won't take sickness away. He said, if it's there, I'll heal you from it. And I'll take it away, and then I'll keep it away. Now, here's the question, and you know this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Can God lie? Can he? I think the Bible says it's impossible for him to lie. So will he heal you? Will he take it away? Will he keep it away? What do you have to do in simple faith? Receive that. I receive it. I'm healed and I'm going to stay healed. Amen. See, that takes away this. Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to the doctor. I want you to pray that I'll have a good report. Well, why would we think there'd be anything but a good report? If I was already healed. You know, you'll get, you'll, you'll get healed of something, and, and the doctors will even say you're healed, but, you know, they'll want you to come back. Well, you're not going back expecting them to find anything. I'm going back expecting God to keep it away from me. Well, what if they do find something? He said he'd heal it and take it away and keep it away. So, I mean, even if they find something, he'll take it. And by the time they have you come back again, it'll be gone because he took it. I've had people tell me that I oversimplify this. How, how can you oversimplify that? He, let's, let's read it again. The Lord will keep you from having any kind of illness. Is that right? Our job is to, in simple faith, receive all that's in our benefit package. Remember what he said? Forget not all his benefits. All of them. Right? When sickness comes, just reference your benefit package and see what you're entitled to. What am I entitled to? The healing of all your diseases. The keeping away from you all sickness. Amen. That's what you consult first is your benefit package. I got to be careful when I say this because I've, I've talked very strongly on the, the benefit of doctors. We, we have no problem with doctors, all right? None, zero, all right? No problem with that. If, when people tell you that, that, you know, it's doubt if you go to the doctor, they just lied to you. Don't listen to them anymore, all right? But, but here's the point. I watch so many people that they'll, they'll deal with something and the first thing they want to do is run to the doctor. Well, pastor, I was dealing with this and I've come to the doctor. Would you pray? Why didn't you call me before you went to the doctor? Why didn't we pray first? I'm just trying to shift your thinking. Not saying you're wrong to go to the doctor. You consult your benefit package first. Amen. Say say this out loud. Say, my first option option is my benefit package. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Your your, your child's dealing with something, pray for them first. Declare the word over them. Well, what if I end up taking them to the doctor? Then you take a healed child to the doctor. You understand? The Bible says when you start putting your dependence on the arm of the flesh, it will always fail you. Amen. Amen. And I go to the doctor. You know that I've talked, told you about that. I told you about it. I've told you about that. Praise the Lord for the healing of my tongue. Glory to God. I told you. <laughs> I'm told you, devil. But my my point is you consult your benefit package first. Is that right? Healing is a benefit we're entitled to as believers in the kingdom. Every believer gets the same benefit package. Many don't take advantage of it. If the benefit is in our benefit package... All we have to do is act on what's in that benefit package. You know, my insurance card states that when I go in for services to present my card for all services. Well, there are things I know that when I go in, I know that's not covered. You want to know why? I read my benefit package. Right? Right? I mean, if you have if, if 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 you have a certain copay, and a deductible you have to meet, mm-hmm. then you know there's a certain amount of office visits that you're going to pay for, mm-hmm. because you, there's got to be a certain amount to meet the deductible amount, and then they'll pay for it. Right. How do you know that? Because you read your benefit package. I worked in the insurance industry for years, and I would have people call, and they'd be mad. Y'all didn't cover this, and you didn't do this. And I'd say, well, what, what does your benefit package say? What did your explanation of benefits tell you? It's telling me that was a non-covered service. I said, okay, let's go, let's, go to, let's go to this part of your benefit book and look at this paragraph. And notice it says that's an elective surgery, not a necessary surgery. Amen. We don't cover electives. Oh, I didn't know that. Why did they not know it? They read your Amen. Why is it that there are believers that stay sick that haven't read their benefit package? Amen. Ooh, glory. I've read my insurance benefits in the natural. I know what it'll cover and what it won't cover. My benefit package as a believer says all diseases are covered. It says all pain is covered. It says all sicknesses are covered. And that's why you got to watch. That's why you got to watch. You'll even see well-known people, well-known ministers, and they'll talk about the pain they're in and that you know they've asked God to take it from them, and it just must not be God's will. They haven't read their benefit package. Good men, good women, but they haven't read their benefit package. I don't care who tells you. Paul said, if I or an angel from heaven come and preach any other gospel, let him be a curse. I don't care what anybody said. I just showed you four different verses where God said, I'll heal you and I'll keep it away from you. Now, whatever anybody says, you, you, you compare it to your benefit package. Uh-huh. Amen. Well, can you explain to me why God didn't heal so-and-so and why God didn't do this? Probably not to your satisfaction. No, because people are always looking for a reason, and they overlook the reason. Yeah. Amen. You have to, in simple faith, listen, hear me when I say this, If that's not the reason, then you got to say God doesn't heal all the time. And if God doesn't heal all the time, it must be because it's not His will to heal all the time. If it's not His will to heal all the time, then you are in a crapshoot when you ask Him to heal you. If it's His will all the time, then will He heal all the time? What in Capernaum? In Luke chapter 4, in his own hometown, now hear me, was it his will to heal everybody? There were instances right after that where it says multitudes came to him sick and he healed them all. Is that right? Is that right? But it says in his own hometown, he could do no mighty works. Notice, not wouldn't, couldn't do any mighty works, save He laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. Is that right? Now, those were mighty works. Because when you look at the Greek, those were people without strength. Those were people that were very sick, but just a few of them. Then what's it say? The next line, what's it say? And he marveled at what stopped them from being healed. They're what? What got the other people healed? So so could Jesus heal the people that wouldn't believe? No. He couldn't because they wouldn't believe. He could. He had the power. But he couldn't because they wouldn't believe. So is it ever that God won't or God can't because his power must meet faith? See, and you got to look for a nice way to say that. Because I've heard people say before, well, you just don't have a lick of faith. Well, I mean, that's mean. You don't ever want to be mean to people. Your job is to get in there and help them. I went and prayed for a, a, a person not too long ago that had been diagnosed with cancer. I, I went with her, her dad. They live about an hour from uh, uh, Little Rock. And... Uh, and he wanted me to ride with him, but I have a procedure that I go through when I go to pray for people. And so I had Brother Jim take me. And uh, we went, and, and they live in uh, Lamar, Arkansas, about an hour from Little Rock. And, and we went way out in the country, and, and, uh, and I went in, in, the, in the room. And here's a young lady, young woman, got two children, young children, been diagnosed with incurable cancer. Amen. I don't know what she believes or don't believe. But I had three verses that the Lord had laid on my heart to to talk to her about. Amen. And I didn't just stand there and say, now, young lady, I'm here, and I'm going to lay hands on you, and the Lord's going to heal you. I got down beside her bed, and I got my face up next to her face, and I took her hand in my hands, and I said, look, I don't know what you believe. I don't know what you've been taught about healing. But I said, I'm here to tell you that God wants to heal you. And she said, Pastor Steele, I want to be healed more than anything in the world. And I started quoting the Scripture to her. I never mentioned her faith. I never mentioned you don't have faith. I never said that. You got to build their faith. You got to charge their faith. You got to supercharge their faith. Help them. Amen. Help them. Come alongside that person that's struggling and help them. Amen. And and don't walk off saying, I'll tell you what the problem is. They don't have faith. They may not have faith, but that's why God sent you to them. That's why God sent you to them. To help them. Amen. Amen. Help them. You say, what happened? I saw the lights come on in her face. She, she could see God really wants me to be healed. I walked out in the kitchen with her mom and, and, and uh, the man that, that is her dad. They were divorced. And her mother's standing there with tears. She said, she said, everybody that we have talked to has given her no hope. She said, you're the only person that's come in this house and given her any hope. People say, What's gonna happen? I wish I knew more than I do know, but I know this. I know the healing power flowed in her body. I know that she knows that God wants to heal her, and I know I'm gonna go back. Amen. Amen. If God flows through you in a healing anointing, you gotta understand you gotta go and get your hands on people. You don't you don't have a right to just sit around with that endowment and that healing anointing in, in your ministry. And not go pray for people. Amen. Because I, I want to spread the benefit around. I want to go infect as many people as I can with the germ of faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Talk about COVID. I got faith. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to infect you with faith. Amen. Don't put on your mask. You want this. There, there is no social distancing. Amen. Amen. We'll never get an explanation of benefits that states we've been denied. Don't you hate that? You go in, you give your insurance card for something, they send you an explanation of benefits says this has been denied. Why? Because that, that, that means you're responsible. You'll never get one of those because the price has been paid. He's eternally... Your healer, not your rejector. Amen. 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 All that we have to do is in simple faith believe what's in our benefit package. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, I'm, I'm going to wrap up. I'm going to get you out of here early tonight. Simple faith. People will say, what's simple faith? Simple faith. What do you believe? What do you believe about God? Then you in simple faith act on that. You know, the, the Bible talks about becoming like little children. And, you know, I think one of the worst, I think one of the saddest things in life is that little kids, little children that are so innocent and so trusting and will just believe anything and exercise their faith, they, they, they grow up and the adults in their life let them get jaded and let them start to get over into distrust. You tell your child you're going to do something, then, you, then here's the thing. Both your arms and legs better be cut off or you better be dead if you don't do it. Amen. Because you made a promise. Now, here's why I'm saying this. What is simple faith? I've heard it time and time again from my little girl. If daddy said it, he'll do it. Amen. That's simple faith. Is God your father? Yes. Did he say, I'll heal you, and I will take... Here, let's read it again. I will keep you from having any kind of illness. Is he your father? Yes. If daddy said it, he'll do it. Amen. That's simple faith. That's simple faith. Amen. The, Lord, the Lord showed me that years, many, many, many years ago. First of all, in the area of our finances. I've never disbelieved God where healing was concerned. I was I was raised with a father that was healed during the days of the voice of healing. We always believed God would heal. But we believed that God might keep you poor to teach you a lesson. And and I had to learn different. I had to learn him as my provider. And I looked at how hard I would work to provide for my children. And it, may, it made me to understand that God will, he said, Jesus said, if you love your children enough to give them good gifts, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to them that ask him? Uh-huh. Amen. 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 That's simple faith. And I had to get to the place where I realized that he said, look at the birds of the air. They don't toil. They don't spin. They don't gather into barns. But yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they are? Simple faith. Simple faith. I've never seen a skinny bird. Never had a bird land on my windowsill and peck and go, hey, bud. Can you spare some bread? It's rough out here. Hard times. Hard times. Recession's going on. There's not a lot of worms. We got supply chain issues. (laughs) Got all these illegal blue jays coming in. (laughs) I know that's an exaggeration, but think about that. You would never expect to see that. What do you see birds doing? floating around, flying, and we talk about how beautiful they are. Oh, and the sound of those birds, beautiful, just soothing, just relaxing. Why are they so soothing and relaxing? They don't have a care. Can you believe God as much as a bird? You can believe God more than a bird. He said you're more valuable than they are. Is that right? That's simple faith. Faith is simple. Make faith simple. Because here's what people do: is they get over into the five steps to the seven ways to the fifteen ways to do something. Well, this is eighteen ways to have great faith. Hmm. I thought faith was just simply believing God. There's ways to strengthen your faith, but can you just believe God? Simple faith. I'm healed, and I'm going to stay healed, and I'm not going to get sick. You had hands laid on you tonight, you got healed. And it's not coming back. I just simply believe that. Amen. I just simply believe that. There's just, I just simply believe it. That's just, that's just it. Amen. Yeah, but I'm struggling with this. Quit struggling and just believe. Amen. Amen. Close your eyes. Say it out loud. Say, I'm not going to struggle anymore. I'm just going to believe. When somebody says, how do you know it's going to work out? Because I'm believing God. I'm just in simple faith going to believe it. Amen. And, and what do we sing tonight? Where is healing? It's here. What do I have to do? Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Amen. In simple faith. Because he'll heal you and he'll keep it away. Amen. Amen. And, and let me end with this. And you got to jump on it. You got to jump right in the middle of it. When it tries to attack your family or your house, you got to jump in the middle of it. Yeah. Don't play with it. I mean it. Don't play with it. Running out of your home. Get angry. Who do you think you are? Amen. 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 Trying to violate my home. Violate my children. Violate my wife. Who do you think you are? Amen. People say, you talk that way. Yes, I talk that way. I want the curse to know I mean business. I know what's in my benefit package. You'll never hear that in my house. Now, Lord, you promise. No, you're leaving my house. Amen. Glory to God. They they were talking not too long ago in Little Rock about storms. You know, they had the tornado there. And that's that's really kind of a one-off. It's been 40 years since Little Rock had a tornado. And... uh, uh, they were they were talking, and, and I saw hail start falling on our deck. You say, what would you do? I went to the front door, and I stepped out on my front porch, and I pointed at the sky, and I said, stop it right now. You can rain all night, but you're not going to hail. You will not damage my property. Did it stop? It did stop. Well, how do, you know, how do you know you had something to do with it? Listen, you've come too late. Amen. And you know what I heard from behind me? That's right. You stop. You can't hail. There's Lily. You can't hail. And Mama came in the room. She said, Mama, me and Daddy stopped the hail. Yes, we did. Amen. That, I'm, I'm serious. You jump on it with both feet. You jump right in the middle of it. Don't, don't try to figure out the symptoms. Jump right in the middle of it. Well, the baby's got a fever. wonder what it could be. Who cares? Get rid of it. Jump in the middle of it. Fevers are under the curse. Inflammation and burning are under the curse. Out you go. Out you go. What if it don't get any better? You better run to the doctor as quick as you can. Because that statement means there's no simple faith in that situation. You never, Jesus didn't say, if you speak to the mountain, it might not move. He said it would move. Amen. Isn't God good? You better stand up. I'll keep preaching. And you won't get to your snack.